Welcome to the Circular South Conversations, a podcast in which we build upon insights gathered and questions raised within the context of Circular South. Within the New South neighborhood of Antwerp in Belgium, the project aims to enable a more sustainable, more circular way of living among its inhabitants. By utilizing such things as smart technologies, behavioral nudging, and a blockchain reward system, the local community is supported to reduce their consumption patterns in terms of water, materials, and energy use, and drive down the generation of waste. Circular South is funded by the Urban Innovative Actions Program, an initiative of the European Union promoting pilot projects in the field of sustainable urban development. The project is led by the City of Antwerp and carried out in collaboration with project partners IMEG, Vito Energyville, Energy ID, EcoPower, Digipolis, Kingwinkle Antwerp, and Pantopical. My name is Nick Barton and I'll be your host. Enjoy! Grigoire, welcome to the conversation. Um, perhaps you could quickly start by introducing yourself and then we can uh, take the conversation from there. Yeah, hello everybody. I'm a researcher and teaching also at uh, Université Libre de Bruxelles. Uh, and my interest across uh, everyday life practices with technology uh, and I'm also crossing these kind of issues with uh, environmental uh, problems. So I'm doing a lot of different things, usually in interdisciplinary or transdisciplinary researches. And uh, I'm focusing more especially on energy because I think it's a huge problem. Fantastic. And as you know, in, within the Circular South project, we've we've been working quite a bit on, on energy. Yeah? It's not just about... Um, giving people access to uh, more information and data on on their personal energy consumption and, and production, but also involving them in um, in energy communities, for example, and giving them access to um, to revenues generated by um, uh, solar panels, for example, uh, that can be put to use for for the community. Um, you've been working uh, quite a bit on on energy communities as well, but. Um, in our opinion, at least, the whole term energy community is a very, um, it covers a broad terrain, I would say. There's there's plenty of different definitions one can attach to it. What is an energy community in your opinion or in, in your perspective? Well, I've, I've started to, to work on energy communities because I've been first working on uh, energy consumption by a household and I can tell you it's very boring subject for households to just to reduce your, your consumption. And you tackle this uh, big issue with individuals which who usually feel powerless. So when I, I saw the, the idea of energy communities emerging, I said, oh, yes, we have here a good uh, first thread to follow to put people together and, and first discuss about the issue of, of, of energy. Because I think we lack public debate and public conversations about uh, energy. So uh, my idea of uh, energy communities is very basic. It's neighbors who organize themselves to produce and consume their own energy. Okay, so neighbors means that you, you need to be uh, in the same 
uh, area because you, you need to, to, to meet each other to discuss precisely which, how you will produce your energy, uh, how you will consume it, how you will share your energy within the community and beyond. Uh, because when you start tol talking about energy communities, a lot of people are willing to share their surplus of, surpluses of energy with neighbors with neighbors in fuel poverty, with nice associations, and, and so on. But there is, uh, I've been observing that in several energy communities I'm following in, in Brussels, there is a kind of tension between uh, consuming your own energy and sharing with others. Because mm -hmm. at, the same times, you, at the same times, you are willing to consume your own energy, which means you need to be flexible to use the energy when it is produced, because storage is always limited and very expensive. So you put a lot of efforts to do that, but which means that you won't share your energy with others as much as uh, you, you would if you will, would leave the, the energy. So there is a tension between... Uh, uh, I keep my energy or we keep the energy within the community and we share with, with, with others. That's the first thing I, I've observed. The, an, another point which is very important for me for collective discussions is about social norms. We don't realize always to which extent social norms and conventions are shaping our ways of consumption. We, 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 share, we consume energy because it's just normal. We, the others do like that and so on. And we need to discuss about that with the others to just to contest some ideas and to reflect about that and to develop new, new ways. If you realize that you are not alone to think in some ways and that you practice you have other alternative practice and and you can share then you have this feeling that uh, you you are not so abnormal that uh, you 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 could think and so you can make social norms evolve which is uh, for me very important so i think collective conversations about energy are important and it must or it, at least it should be uh, uh, a, a dimensions in energy communities because what I have observed also, and there is this trend to um, to develop energy communities based only on techno technico economic uh, dimensions, which means uh, you mm -hmm. put PV on. Uh, rooftops, you put, you put smart meters in every house, and then uh, you can compute to the uh, euro cent uh, to, to exactly what uh, who, who should who should receive which kind of amount. That's usual. But then there is no community in a way. It's just a community of owners. It's not a community of users, or the, the, the social benefits are not present, this kind of community. If you remember, in the in both directive, which defines energy communities, European directives, I mean, uh, there is this idea that energy communities are not for profit, but for economic, environmental, and social benefits. 
-hmm. And nobody knows today what are the social benefits. And I'm much interested in, in that. And I, I will give you examples later about which kind of uh, social benefits. Okay, so I, because I think people really need to start to, eat, to, to, to speak and to talk to each other, to the neighbors. Um, I really think that we are go, uh, going uh, to, 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 to have, yeah, uh, rough times, if I can say that. Uh, mm -hmm. it, could, it will be more and more difficult. So we, we need to create some kind of solidarity and energy communities is a way to do that, is a way to learn to, to consume less energy. What I've noticed also is once people begin to be a producer, then they care to their energy consumption. <coughs> Sorry. I'm a bit uh, <coughs> ill. Then, and, um, and when, so they, they, they care to their en en energy because they, they produce and also because they do it with others. So they are um, in a process of discussing what to do with this energy. What is, what is this energy for? That's an important important question. They can ask if they are in a collective discussion. I think. Mm. I think that's a very interesting dimension you you touch upon, Kigwa, uh, because also in the Circular South uh, uh, project, there is um, an energy community has been uh, set up or recruited, you could say, uh, by our partner uh, EcoPower, and and you could it. You could say that you could argue that it fits in the the first category that you mentioned eh, for economic environmental um, interest or or drives people get together they they buy a share as a cooperant in the in the structure and they they get some revenue on the basis of their um, energy production through the installation that they help to uh, um, to um, that they help to set up and and, and manage in a way. Um, but then, of course, the interesting chapter opens up where that community has to decide upon what it does with the revenue. Are they going to reinvest it in energy infrastructure? Or do they consider themselves not just shareholders in this economic um, structure, but also shareholders and stakeholders in, the in building the tissue of their local community? And so are they going to use the funds for initiatives uh, or needs of the community in a broader sense, or are they going to keep them strictly oriented to, towards uh, the energy infrastructure? And this is a chapter that we're only now opening up um, in in the in the project. So, yeah, I, I think it aligns with you, with your discussion um, previously. So, what in your um, experience or opinion are other questions that those communities should be tackling. You already mentioned one important one. Eh? What's the energy for? What are we going to um, use it for? Um, and what are we? What do we want to invest in? So, um, what are other questions that might pop up or be important for them? Um, yeah, th th there is the, the, the extension of energy community because you you can say, okay, uh, my community is just about the building it's uh, mm. the, the, the inhabitants of buildings and i can just sell the surpluses to the grid and to the market and uh 
I don't care. Or you can say, oh no, I would like to, to be sure that my surpluses of energy will go to somebody who needs it or who, who is interested in for any reason. And uh, so you, you could also ask that. It's not, uh, mm. you, 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 can, you can say, okay, the revenues you can sh you can also share uh, among the members, but we know that the amount by uh, by persons will be ridiculous, or so, uh, a few dozen euros mm. here or something like that. And so, it's why it's much more relevant to gather all the revenues and to decide to do something with, with it to together. For the you could yeah. also another options, and we have. Uh, develop that in one community, uh, you can also uh, make a talk. Uh, I don't know how you say that. Uh, you, oh, um, so you will cut. Okay. Uh, I, I can I can just uh, have a look. Uh, it's barter to do yeah. a swap. Okay, barter economy. You can also do, yeah. Um, in in a community, we have observed a kind of barter, so uh, a gift and uh, a, a, uh, against uh, uh, energy. The, the, there is a school, a Brussels, with a lot of PVs, and uh, they were looking for uh, a unique user in the neighborhood uh, who is a, a huge consumer of energy, especially during the summer and the weekends when mm -hmm. the school is not working. Closed, yeah. um, and they they found a traitor. Uh, so uh, somebody with uh, huge fridges and they, they have decided to give the electricity against uh, a big feast for the, uh, the party at the end of year uh, at the school. And so, it, so they have evaluated that, yeah, it should be okay, but they, they won't compute every cent in this sense. It's mm. really a, a barter in the sense that uh, they estimate, each side estimates that um, they that feels their interest. And that, I think it's very nice because it shows to the, 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 the school and the the pupils and the, mm. the parents of the pupils that the, this electricity has some kind of, of value, which is not only, and, and the value is it's that you, you will have a nice feast at the end of the year. And for the, the traitor, is a, they can say, I've got green and local energy, and that fits very well my plan to, to show that. And so it's a, a very nice swap, I think. Yeah, I think it's it's uh, it's interesting for 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 a couple of reasons. On the one hand, indeed, it for the altruistic move you could say, but also that it helps to lower the level of abstraction of what energy and the value of energy is, right? Not just for the people directly involved, but indeed also for the for the kids, etc. Because that's something that we noticed also in the, in the project. How do you make people care about something that, on the one hand, you could argue is very tangible? But uh, on the other hand, it's also very abstract. Um, and, we, and it also has to do with the way that we, um, that we count energy in a way. It's, it's, we 
talk about kilowatt hours. We talk a lot about a lot of um, we have a lot of ways of describing and and quantifying energy, which we do not really feel on our skin. It's not like a kilogram that you can lift. It's not like a temperature that you can feel. It's something, it's something different that's being traded in in the market, basically. Um, things, initiatives like these, and uh, can, can definitely help to lower that level of abstraction. Yeah, and I've I've got yeah, uh, I agree, and uh, and th th there is a lot of discussion about. The, the value of energy, because nobody knows the value of energy. E even the exchange value in euros, it's very difficult. But the use value is not obvious. We don't realize how much or how far energy is important in our lives. And so in, we have suggested and discussed in some energy communities to, to have some kind of organized blackout, which means uh, are you ready to just to experiment a few hours without electricity, just to realize uh, if you really need electricity in which areas? Maybe uh, in some uh, practice, you will realize that you don't need so much energy in some practice, but maybe you it's very it's very necessary in some others. And then you can learn also to be more flexible. You will, you will understand what is the, the use and the value of electricity. Plus, it's a great way to build your community, right? When the lights go out, you're going to need your neighbor. Yeah, uh, indeed also. Yeah, yeah. And the, 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 or, or you can restrict the amount of electricity because I, yeah, I put my con that it will happen in some way. Uh, mm -hmm. you, we will have black, blackouts which is an unexpected event. So I play really to, to have some this kind of experiments, like you, you have a fire exercise, you know, a mm. fire a, a, a emergency. Uh, you've got this kind of exercise every year, but we could have also this kind of exercise just and do you, but you tell people, okay, there will be fewer hours without electricity. And uh, I have studied uh, a bit uh, directions to blackouts. That's very fascinating. There is a lot of things happening. And if you um, foresee that, if you want people that there will be um, uh, a lack of electricity, so they can organize themselves and make some kind of parties with candles or, or, or whatever. And, and that's not a huge problem. They, they, they can have different kind of problems, but at least you can... Uh, foresee them and well in, indeed i think it's a one way uh to, to 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 create some sense of community and that's at least a a topic of discussion that might be raised uh, within commun energy communities uh, because you asked this question yeah i think i think it also um allows you to link energy there's a lot of there's a lot more connected to it than than merely energy. That's also something that we noticed in the project. I mean, energy and materials, even if they're two different flows at a at a certain level, uh, they are intimately interlinked. The same goes for water consumption, etc. And there's no way to to reach our goals if we don't start to to look at them more as as intertwined um, entities. So in in a sense, if you would stress the community part of energy communities more, 
you could even end up at a certain point of I wouldn't say losing energy as an adjective, but still be um, there's this kind of like a more integrated way of looking at a circular or a sustainable lifestyle in in general. I think we're still in this phase where we need to split things up for people to understand and to raise awareness. But at a certain point, that's those boundaries are gonna gonna yeah. blur. Hmm? Yeah, I agree that. We uh, all our activities and our society is built on a continuous flow of energy and matter, and we don't realize that. And it's much more true for uh, electricity because, uh, as you know, electricity has to be always in balance between production and consumption, which means each time you switch a light on. Some, somewhere in, in the grid, there is a, a source uh, which is activated okay, for, for you and you don't realize. And I, I think that uh, we will reach this kind of limits and we have to reverse the logic. We, uh, today, the logic is a, a logic of demand. You demand an energy, you will get it. Tomorrow, I don't think it will be the same for di different various reasons, I can, can explain you, but I think it's quite clear. So it will be a logic of offer, which means that you we will need to integrate in our daily practices the environmental limits. We will have to align on what ecosystems can afford to us, can uh, at some at some time. And that, that will be the limit. In some, some days, there will be less energy. So we will be, uh, we'll have to be slower to do less things. At some other points, we will have plenty of energy. We will be able to organize parties, and that will be wonderful. Um, but also, we can forecast this kind of production. Uh, with uh, the, the, the weather forecast, it's quite clear. Uh, yeah possible now to, to have uh, the, the, the gross production of energy two or three days in advance. Okay, but it means, obviously, that we have to change all society if mm -hmm. you want to organize the society li like that, because we can't forecast. So the, the, the way we work, the way we move, the way we, uh, uh, we, we, we are to, to, together and, and, and so on. But, you know, the IPCC says exactly that. We will need to change institutions, values, practices, and, and so on. That's very clear. Uh, and that's a way to, to, to begin uh, to imagine what kind of society will be required by energy limits and climate change. Is, is that something that you encounter also in your research on, on certain, the, the shift in social norms that are not perhaps the ones that we see, but the ones that we might need? Is, is, can you tell us something more about that? I, I try to, to introduce this kind of discussion within uh, energy communities, but it's a co-create uh, work. So it means that uh, we have to start with the questions of citizens, which is very, very, very nice. And what uh, uh, in, uh, yeah, I noticed that uh, some of these questions are really difficult today for some people. For others, which who, who some people think that they are uh, well 
aware and uh, well informed so they they know these kind of things but they are ready to to discuss about that the problem is uh to to do that at uh, the relevant scale they can try mm -hmm. to do this kind of things at the uh, community level and they are ready to to experiment uh via things uh but very quickly they ask okay but why should I do that if it's not at a larger scale? So I can tell them, okay, it's just to experiment. And so we will document what is feasible uh, uh, and to try to show others uh, that what is really possible uh, when you limit and your energy uh, consumption uh, and so on, but um, we are—it's it's not easy uh, in all energy communities to 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 discuss this kind of topics. Uh, which which also brings me to um, something which I think is, is is quite related to to the discussion on the on the shift in so, social norms is also the the diversity of um, participants in a community. Um, I mean, it's not just about people from different walks of life. It's also from people from different cultural backgrounds uh, with very different behaviors, perhaps, that have an impact on the energy discussion or, or the energy consumption. Um, and also because the way that sometimes things are organized, for example, within... Um, Circular South project, we noticed soon that, for example, in student housing, a lot of decisions are not taken by the students as the end customer or the, the, the real inhabitant, but are taken at the level of the ones uh, renting out the rooms to students. Uh, and they might take certain decisions. And so the leverage of the end consumer in social housing, we have similar discussions. So how much you can decide for yourself and how much you can weigh on through your behavior on the energy equation can be very different also depending on the different group you belong to. Uh, is that something that you noticed in your work as well? Like, like in, in, of course, there's the whole inclusion debate, but there's, there's also the very practical issues of dealing with these very diverse groups often. Yeah. Um, we, we have, yeah. We have energy communities uh, at various stages. So uh, uh, when there, there, there was already in place a social dynamics in the, the neighborhood, it's, it is obviously much easier to, to start an energy community. And we have two communities like, like, like that. So they are already uh, in, in in the in the process of doing things around uh, the environment uh, energy and so they they can go quite far but even in these communities you you can see that uh, it's a minority an active minority who, who builds the the energy community so and and they are very willing to include and integrate other people but well realize it's not obvious uh because people are, yeah, as you, as you know, uh, are not very interested in, in energy. They, right. And in other uh, energy communities, we have so social housing. Uh, 
Mm -hmm. uh, we have a, a mixed uh, area also uh, in, in Brussels, really, uh, with the different cultural backgrounds and so on. And that takes a lot of time to discuss and to start and uh, to just... Uh, it's not that they are not interested. It's uh, uh, indeed uh, interested that are not aligned at the beginning, and they and they, they they need in a way to find a common objective, a common goal, and uh, nobody can tell them what it will be. Um, in some cases, it can be uh, uh, to 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 be proud to. Uh, to, to belong to this neighborhood, which is under considered by politicians. In another case, it is uh, uh, we need to gather to, to, to talk to the, the owner, which is the, the social uh, how, how housing uh, tenant. Uh, okay, um, uh, owner, sorry. Uh, so, uh, social housing manager, if you want. Okay, we, we, we need to gather to. To explain that we 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 have ideas and we can be heard and so so there is in some case the idea of recognition okay we mm -hmm. we uh, the we, we are gathering because we have common problems and we want to be heard okay and that's a yeah quite often the case that, that uh, communities build first uh, like that when there is a some kind of inequalities as well, at least. So, um, <clears throat> but what I've uh, uh, thought also is uh, energy communities that could be inclusive by default, if I can say. The, the idea would be to use uh, only the... Um, a low voltage station, you know, which mm -hmm. typically feed 200 households and to measure the electric flows at this stage. And so you won't need a smart meters in every house to measure all the flows. <clears throat> so you won't have to, to, to compute uh, uh, in a very, uh, uh, every sense in every house you will have the revenue for all houses and uh, uh, households connected to the to the low voltage station and then the revenue will be for the community which is de facto defined by the grid and in the open directive there is the idea that everybody is welcome uh, in in the energy communities because you can so you Today, if you put PVs on rooftops in, in cities, I think uh, um, at least uh, in, in Brussels, uh, the, uh, at the beginning, 100% of all energy will be consumed within the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. if, if it is, you, you will need to put a lot of PV panels to, to, to have a, an exchange with the, the, the grid. So you can say, okay, all revenues will go to the, in, to, to the community. But a neighbors could say, hey, guys, that's not fair because you are using my energy consumption to make money with, and, that, that's, and so the, the energy community could say, yeah, but you can join us. Please come 
And so you will be able to discuss with us what we shall do with the, the, the revenue. And if, if the guys don't, uh, don't want to, to join, he can install a smart meters and so mm -hmm. subtract uh, the, the, the flows for himself. And he will realize that uh, he will earn only a, a few dozen euros a, a year. That's my story. Uh, so, in, so by default, in measuring the electric flows at the low voltage stations, you can build inclusive communities in mm. some way. But you need to realize then that revenues come from selling indeed the electricity to a low price because in some way you have a reduction on distribution tariffs and everybody is paying uh, usually everybody pays the distribution tariffs so in some way it's everybody <coughs> who pays for this kind of energy communities yeah there's there's a lot of um of of discussion also around like how much can the the individual or the community uh, do in terms of making a, a difference and how much can by changing the rules of the of the game by changing the tariffs by changing the incentive structure um at a legal or at a technical level there's a lot that can be done as well um where do you feel like the bottom-up approach versus the the top-down need to meet. Is there there's something that you say? Listen, this is something that the government should do, or this is something that local authorities or industry should do, versus in order to make it more more of the obvious choice for for um, for individuals to to change their ways as well. Well, um, <clears throat> I think that governments and policies should indeed. Uh, develop uh, the, the, the the infrastructures and policies uh, which would enable uh, energy communities, which so which would enable some kind of a bottom-up movement. But you need some top, some kind of top-down conditions. And I'm just throwing ideas here, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, but for me, there is a a, a strange situation in electricity because you pay the infrastructure through the bills which is quite um inequitable okay it's not a, it's not fair in some way you <clears throat> the, the the roads are paid with taxes okay and with different kind of taxes but why not the in electricity infrastructures do, do, do you know that in Flanders, at some point, the DSO, the distribution system operators, wanted to sell a part of the grid to the uh, the China, uh, China So, no, but that's that's crazy to to mm -hmm. to have to decide to decide this. It's it belongs to the the country, to the the users, to the people, um, and I think it would be much more relevant that this kind of infrastructure is paid through taxes and only energy is is then 
page through, through, through a bill. And so it, it would enable first to reduce fuel poverty mm-hmm. because uh, half of the bill uh, will be uh, cut. Uh, and to, to develop a lot of other ideas, it will, it will give you maybe the idea of uh, uh, that the grid is a common good, which I, and I really think it is. It's a common mm-hmm. good. It's something collective. It's a, a, what economists call a natural monopoly, mm-hmm. which means that it belongs to, to, to everybody. And so uh, governments should enable people to reclaim the grid, to say, okay, we are part of the grid and we want to uh, take part to the management of this grid in in some way. I think when you bring up the the infrastructure element, um, if you start looking at, um, I mean, you mentioned it before, if you want to install uh, solar capacity or you want to install batteries um you need a you need a consensus of especially in, a, in an apartment building and we noticed that in the project uh you need to convince all of, of the inhabitants of of, of the value uh, of, of of making that move um when it comes to we thought that when it comes to pv it's it's almost a no-brainer to to, to go for it even if it doesn't lead to um much much revenue uh, you're not losing anything either, but it turned out to be quite a um, a tough nut to crack when it comes to discussions with the the owners of apartments in an apartment building to agree even on something like that. When it comes to battery infrastructure, uh, the situation I would say is 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 even worse. Uh, trying to convince people of the benefit of being able to store your own energy and utilize it yourself instead of sending it on and off the grid all the time. So there's also a, a, the, the notion or, or the, the need to, I wouldn't even say convince, but make people understand what the value of investing in that infrastructure is beyond merely the financial means. There's, there's, there's a whole other reason of, of, of doing that. Um, I don't know to what degree the energy communities you've been looking at have been looking at different elements of the infrastructure of the the coming grid infrastructure actually that we would like to build or that we would need um, by putting it in the, into the hands of these communities there's there's a knowledge gap and there's a, a social norms gap you could say also of, of between what we need and what where we are at now is that something that you've noticed as well you are or, or where do you see the well the... I, I've noticed that even in the well-aware and well-informed communities, there is a lack of knowledge about the uh, electric system, which is very complex, very, very... Mm-hmm. And uh, liberalization has complexified a lot the, 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 the system. I think very few people understand it today. And that that's an obstacle to to appropriate the, to all the, the, the energy issue. And so I think we will need to simplify the, 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 the system because we, will, we, we have been asked to, to give a lot of formations about uh, who are the actors of the system, how, how does it work, this electricity system, and, and, and so on. And so because if you don't have this um, knowledge, then you can have a lot of ideas uh, 
which are just not feasible. And uh, it's what we have noticed a lot, yes. So I think we will need also to simplify the system if we, if we want to, to develop uh, citizen participation. Another thing that we've noticed in, uh, in the Circular South case is, is actually that uh, since it's a, a neighborhood still under construction, so you're, you could say you're early on in the, in the project, but you're, you're never early enough. I mean, it, it seems that there's the, the knowledge gap is not just there for the, uh, the end consumer, it's, it's also there for the urbanists and the planners. Uh, I wonder when we've tried to convince, for example, um, the construction companies to look into building integrated uh, photovoltaic cells, um, there seems to be a lot of um, knowledge lacking or uh, awareness not being there of, of, of what that might look like and that in terms of aesthetics, a lot more is possible than that lives in, in their, um, that lives in their mind at the time. So it seems that the, what would you consider the, the, uh, the role and the position and the responsibility even of architects and planners when it comes to providing the most basic of infrastructures being the building before you start uh, with anything else? Um, on top of which, of course, or around which the energy communities can form. Because a lot of, of it has been decided of the possibilities and the, the opportunities and the needs are already, have already been decided for the community before the community is even there. Yeah, well, well that, that's a, a, now a, a classic in sociology of energy. Or, uh, that if you build a, a smart house or a smart building, and if it's not conceived with the, the future users, it won't deliver uh, all what is expected in terms of savings and, and so on. So you need to integrate future users at the first steps. That's very clear uh, for everybody. And what I've noticed also in my different projects is that uh, in engineers, for instance, have uh, no idea of what humans are or the diversity of of uh, of humans uh, they they see them basically as irrational and so they fit very well with economists because economists know exactly what people are they are rational well informed and so they they are sensitive to uh, price signals and, and and so on and so the engineers say oh great so they are computable humans and so they can go hand in hand but you realize, obviously, that uh, there's a lack of idea about the diversity of uh, people, of humans, of the, the reason why they are doing things. And, and so if you don't include humans in the pictures, obviously, uh, oh, probably your project will fail. Yeah. Would you have some, some examples to share, um, Grigoire, in which you say, this is a case in which they've, they've listened to the, this diversity of people. Of, of people and, and of human behavior as such. And it led to some very different outcomes uh, than what could be expected from, for example, an engineering point of view, uh, as you just mentioned. Yeah, very good question. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking because it's it's too early to, to, to speak about my projects with, with citizens, you know. Um, I, well, I think design uh, yeah uh, we, we can we can find some kind of design which is con con 
they are co-constructed co with with users, and then you've got interfaces which are uh, various according to different profiles. That's a bit basic, but also uh, I, I really believe in transdisciplinary research because I, I think, but it's much more difficult. Uh, it uh, takes time, but then uh, I'm thinking to a project about water management in Brussels, and they really had an, uh, an alternatives about water management. Uh, we don't need to have this uh, big uh, storm storm basin, you know. Uh, this idea uh, we, we 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 could delegate the the storage of water to every house. You know, at the beginning of the 20th century, every house in Brussels had this kind of storage. You have just to warn people, just to empty your 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 basin before the storm comes. So could, uh, you can also connect people in, in the heights of the hill and in the valley because th th there is some kind of solidarity. So they can imagine ways of managing the water in, in the city, in making the, the water more apparent and, uh, uh, okay, they, and they, they, can, they have invented a lot of things. The problem is then uh, how you can convince uh, governments, but first agencies, uh, which are usually governed by engineers, which have done the same job for decades and know perfectly well how to <clears throat> to manage water but not how to manage humans hmm. yeah. and, and usually it's possible so to invent a lot of interesting things and, and you know it will work but it uh, <coughs> there is uh, often a problem with uh, the, the the change in the institution and uh, to to consider that yeah users can be integrated in in the policies they are not just foreigners or irrational people or very irrational people or whatever just leave all, all these labels and try to consider uh peoples are as they are and uh, and you will find a lot of people willing to 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 play with you yeah i, th I think that's the the kind of approach that people especially uh, after the the floods that we had over over the summer for example uh, that, that more and more people are waking up to or warming up to is to say listen we can only get to a resilient system if we can incorporate the intelligence of everyone and not just of the top controller in something that has been predefined and that is the first one to break down when when something of this scale um, and complexity happens um so I think also, yeah, it, it definitely comes back, not just in water, but in the energy communities as well. This this way of, okay, giving people the the resources and the liberties also to to manage things in, in, in their own way. And of course, technology has a role to play, but it's uh, it might be different or positioned differently than, than what we've been going for um, for now. Um, one of the things that you mentioned earlier on, um, was, okay, communities have to find their their purpose they have to find their common interests and um figure out a way in which i you could say to 
to instrumentalize the energy discourse or the energy reduction, uh, not just as a goal in itself, but as an instrument for their own purpose. Uh, whether it is to make people listen to them, uh, to show off that they can do something, or to to solve certain problems or issues that that they have, but it's always in function of something else. Yeah, or to build solidarity. Or build in solidarity, yeah. indeed. So there's there's a community need and energy is actually um, is a way yeah it's a way to 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 achieve that yeah. um, which makes perfect sense to to me and it's also something that we've we've seen in uh, in the circular south discussions with community members that they say okay it's all we're not here just to to um, to reduce energy for the sake of it but if it's something that can either bring people together uh, so the, there's a social reason for it or it can help raise awareness about certain issues we consider important for the functioning of our neighborhood. For example, when it can, uh, when we, you deal with uh, different cultural norms of how people deal with waste, um, or whether it's, um, it's actually uh, bringing more life, more, uh, a, a more dynamic or higher dynamic to our neighborhood. It could also be one of the reasons why people do it. So for example, we've, also thought about uh, engaging people through competition as an element of driving behavioral change, but also invigorating a certain uh, certain community. So, are the strategies of of, of competition of and collaboration? How do you look at that within the context of energy communities? Um, in in your perspective? Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, it begins to 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 be late, and uh, and and you ask more and more difficult <laughs> questions. <laughs> Sorry, because <laughs> that has to do with the dynamics of the of the of the the type yeah. of community, right? I mean, you also have the you obviously have the emergent properties, but there's also things that you can uh, you can rig the community in a certain way that it that it comes to a yeah to a certain point where it's contributes to a certain goal or not yeah um well we are not in the, the in the project we are not there to build energy communities but to help them to emerge and uh, to to develop and uh, to give them uh, all the tools they they, they need and 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 uh the, the recruitment is always difficult and uh and uh, what I see, I, I'm not sure I'm, uh, yeah, answering to your question, but what I see, you you need to to have some kind of concrete things at the beginning when you explain in general it doesn't work, and uh, at the when when you arrive with <clears throat> some kind of meters so people can look at the energy production and consumption, production if they, they've got PV, then we can stimulate some kind of interest. It's a, a short-time interest. We know mm. that with this kind of monitors, people are interested a, a few weeks, not, not longer. But at least they say, ah, yeah, okay, I understand better. And so it's a, a way to attract them. You can... Um, and I, I think in the dynamic of people, there is a self... Um, a selection, you know, uh, people will come because they 
okay they are happy to to be to be to to be together and but some others won't come because well they don't like these people and they don't think it it's relevant to 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 waste time with them so they i i, I suspect that uh this social dynamics is a process also of selection on which mm. basis on affinities of sympathies between people and 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 if there is a a common objective which is st strong enough and which transcends a bit the individuals maybe it will be possible to to have to to have more, a more diverse group uh, you will be ready to to trade trade off a bit your um, social relationship immediate for something else. Okay, maybe there is this kind of thing, but mm. it's very difficult to to generalize. Yeah, yeah, to generalize. Yeah. No. Perhaps as as a closing question, uh, Grigoire, um, if you would, if if there are. What what are the kind of learnings that that you've gathered uh, throughout the years that you say okay if people would start with new projects involving energy communities or um, or, or neighborhoods etc. What are some of the learnings that you would like to pass on to them that they can benefit from in, in either facilitating a, emerging a energy communities or um, or working with them for other. Uh, purposes if you think if you take the different motivations i think the economic one is not uh, prevalent in in the energy communities i, I see uh, except for uh, people who are in fuel poverty obviously okay um, but uh, they they say okay if i don't lose money that that that's fair because i'm not here for uh, for the profit, I'm here for different reasons, and which are additive. It's not a, a only one reason in general. It's for the environment, it's to make social relationships, uh, to to create solidarity within the neighborhoods, and uh, and and so on. But <clears throat> very quickly, the idea of sharing electricity becomes problematic because we don't know exactly what is sharing electricity. From a physical point of view, you share your electricity anyway. So it's more a question of measuring fluxes and, and to do a fair repartition. And then there is a lot of discussion around that, and that's not clear. That's not clear at all at the moment. What is a, the, a fair repartition of revenues? And, and to make this distinction between sharing electricity and to to do repartition of revenues. So that's not clear at the moment. Um, another learning um, is that, yeah, it's a, it's a long process at the moment. And uh, if you want to see more energy communities emerging, uh, we should simplify a lot of things in the electric system. And I think we need uh, to, to energy communities. You know, I've, I've thought quite recently, why has the European Commission allowed this kind of thing, which is not in the same trend that, pre, uh, that we have previously observed? 
You know, uh, NGOs were very happy with the energy community uh, directive, so at least the topic. And I think it's because we don't know how to put PV panels <coughs> on the on the rooftops, and and we need to put a lot of PV panels everywhere. And we can't do that if we don't convince people to appropriate the energy issue. So, and because in in the city only if some rooftops are available, it won't be. It wouldn't be fair to allow only the good ones to own PV. So we have to find a way to 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 share this infrastructure to um, uh, to 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 do a, a fair repartition of uh, of these things. And it's why we we need energy communities, I think. But uh, I would really uh, plea for a simplification to 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 develop all these energy communities we need. Thank you so much, Grégoire. Yeah, thank you to you. Yeah, that was very interesting for me.